Material Components, Season 2, Episode 16, Last Minute Prep. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about a galaxy of magic and the adventurers who live there. I am your humble dragon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Heck yeah. Yay. Yes, I'm. <laughs> okay, we're all here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> always hey, have been. Never hey. left. It's like our own, hey, our own version of We actually of were just call. sitting here the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey everybody, I am Olivia, and I will be playing Florian of Akalar. Elliot, and I am playing Shay, Wizard School Dropout. Hey everybody, I'm Michael, and I'm playing Oswald Octavian Theophilus III, um, your favorite little weird bird man. You're not the favorite mech pilot? Oh, weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hi everyone, I'm Reed, I'm and I'll be it. playing Amari, everyone's favorite mech pilot, including Oswald's. But he's a close second. He doesn't Indeed. know any other mech pilots, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we might get into that in the recap, because as always, before we begin today's session, I must ask the same question, and I ask every time, and that's, Mike, what happened last time? Well, thanks, Mike. Last time, our heroes were audited, visited by a member of the Cole Foundation who answers directly to the Arch Lector themselves, a individual known as the Ledgerman. This ledgerman also introduced himself as Mr. Zinn, an elvish wizard who came to not only see after the numbers, as he put it, to make sure things were in an organized state here aboard the Storm's Repose, he also came with a secondary mission to inform all of you that somebody is trying to kill you. That somebody is Operations Director Victoria Silvaro. <gasps> no. It seems as though the good operations director has her sights set on Oracle Zero because since you discovered some possibly damaging information regarding a certain tech company, you have been targeted ad nauseum at this point by the operations director, putting you into harm's way over and over again in an attempt to get rid of the evidence and witnesses to said evidence. To a certain secret moon base. There was a moon base? There was indeed a moon base. Uh, I didn't <laughs> listen to the first couple episodes. It wasn't in the mission report, so I don't... Yeah. Oh, wait, no, it was. It was yeah. definitely in the mission That's report. That's why we're, that they're trying to kill us. Yeah. yeah. That being said, you were informed that Miss Silvaro is maybe not doing this of her own will. She is perhaps being bullied force you're not entirely sure what the situation is with operations director silvaro all you know is that she is in some way related to the ceo and president of agus tech solutions one mr silvaro who knew but after being informed of this and after being asked some pointed questions about your previous missions by mr zinn you then found yourself under his tutelage in a variety of ways Specifically, Shay was introduced to the Astral Sea. That vast, blooming horizon of light and emotion that connects all things through the Aether. 
It is a wizard's birthright to know that sea and walk upon its shores. And you got your first somewhat overwhelming glimpse of those infinite depths that you one day might plumb. After that rather intense experience, you were gathered up into some kind of hidden base type thing that was found aboard the storm's repose. What one might call the Oracle Cave at this point. Do we want to Legally come up with like a new... Yeah. Like, do we want to... I mean, Oracle Cave is fine, but like... It's if you want to come up with a name of your own, it is perfectly within your rights to do that. For now, all you know is that it is a secure, secret location aboard the Storm's Repose that you have been assured has minimal surveillance within its walls. Yeah. I'm thinking Amari's Bar and Grill. Does that mm -hmm. work for Which, everyone? What you do know about this location is that very few people know about its existence. On the ship manifests, it is listed as simply a cargo space, but it is a training facility, armory, tech hub. It seems to serve a variety of functions. And it was there that Mr. Zinn gave you some rather straightforward tutelage about your own abilities and how you might utilize them in a more efficient manner. After that, you were told that you will be having an eye kept on you by the Cole Foundation as a whole, because it seems that you are very good at finding yourselves in the kind of trouble that the Cole Foundation appreciates. Good trouble, as it were. You were also told to maintain the status quo where your relationship where Operations Director Silvaro was concerned, as it seems to be giving the Cole Foundation operational leeway when it comes to observing the movements of Aegis Tech Solutions. Albeit, those movements have mostly been in uh, direct opposition to you all vis-a-vis -vis being alive. But, that being said, you were left by Mr. Zinn, who went along his merry way, to report back to the Arch Lector what exactly his intent was to report back. You're not entirely sure, but you were left knowing that you have allies, at least in some fashion, in the higher-ups of the organization. You were also told that the next mission is just on the horizon, and that horizon is now. Because Oracle Zero, a couple days have passed since the Ledgerman has departed, is there anything specific that you wanted to have happened right away after his departure? Any debriefs between y'all that needs to occur? I would look into the device that the Ledgerman uh, recommended for Oswald. It was both the crystal uh, or the um, um, aether, the, I believe green aether, or there was a device uh, that specifically uh, helps with... Affecting gravitational waves, I suppose. Um, well, you were instructed that uh, a focus of Emerald Aethite might be mm -hmm. useful, as Emerald Aethite is generally the variant of that crystal that helps people muck around with physics. Yay! You um, witnessed this when you saw the artificial gravity well being built on Talgan 3. Are we able to... Obviously, we can check out stuff like that for missions, but are we able to... Uh, do so uh, while we're not on missions? 
requisitioning items through the Cole Foundation is generally done for mission-specific criteria. Mm. And those who do not do it for mission-specific criteria, well, they too might be visited by Mr. Zinn if the numbers aren't adding up. You, you have jewels, just get it on Space Amazon. It's yes. also true. Space Amazon. Um, I'm assuming that's what it's called. It's still yeah. just Amazon. Yeah. It's just yeah. Amazon. Nobody knows what it means. Yeah, I. Well, what if I? What if I did my best to talk to the quartermaster, um, whose name I can. It's. It's. I can well, tell you what it is right now. Great. It's Riza. Perfect. I would like to uh, maybe negotiate some terms of rental, and I will say, yes, well, um, let's see. My crew and I, we've noticed, uh, good afternoon or whatever time it is. Um, I, actually, <laughs> where do I find Riza? Riza, uh, also known as Corporal Bladehand, Blade Hand, is so. a regular that one might see both at the blue giant but also at the requisitions office which is located uh, in the superstructure of the storm's repose it's a whole branch and division uh, as i've described the storm's repose before it is kind of like an upside down bowl with a bunch of spires hanging off of the bottom and one of those spires is entirely dedicated to requisitions and supplies and cool. she runs all of it. Very cool. Why don't I try and find her at the Blue Giant then? Okay. Uh, you could easily find her. Um, this might be a scene that happens at some time before you reach your uh, next mission point. Yeah. Um, but specifically, is there anything you all wanted to discuss together before you kind of drifted apart into individual scenes? Just curious. Oh, if yeah, not, that's fine. fine. I just want to be sure before we take care of individual things. Okay. I mean, I guess we should. We just kind of went over a lot of information. Now that Mr. Zinn is presumably out of earshot. I mean, he did say that there were bugs in here and that they were his. Could we? Oh, uh, no. Oswald does not pantomime strangling Mr. Zinn. Yeah, I don't know. Is there anything we need to... Do we... Do we all just stand in, like, Stunned what the fuck silence. just happened silence? Yeah. Well, I guess it does make sense, because all of the missions we went on before was, you know, other end of the world, or picking up, essentially, bits of ship that have fallen down planet scavenging that kind of thing yeah hmm. yeah and i mean like obviously we were all kind of thinking of it, thinking it about silvaro hmm. well the connection with a a agus 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 tech solutions the yeah the the connection with agus tech solutions was a bit of a Indication of that, yes. But at least we have verified that hypothesis with a second source of information. I should probably be a bit more careful with the, with the work that I do. Yeah. Uh, hmm. So that's... 
You'd think I'd know more about that, but I don't. <laughs> Still learning. Still learning. To be fair, that was a fairly unique experience. You've yeah. never encountered a wizard so powerful that they were able to literally just sift through your personal data is there, at a whim. Is there a way that I can go through this chem without, like, being able to be detected by, a, I guess, a wizard or sort of any sort of connection with the uh, meta net? You would have to attempt to create what is essentially a Faraday cage. Something okay. that would isolate this data from Aether. Which is everything Man. and everywhere. Okay. And I, it's the difficult. Next time we it's go impossible. To Oswald's uh, room, it better be just wall to wall aluminum foil. Like, <laughs> that's like, how does these hats on? How is it not already with all the garbage in there? I well, mean, <laughs> he'll just use the garbage and sort of construct a. Yeah. It's like a college. It's like a college room where they've stacked all of the monster cans up that they've consumed over the the semester to create like just a wall of aluminum. We do know that fun. Oswald's favorite drink is twelve loco. Yeah, it is. Uh... <laughs> twelve loco is what it's known in some parts of the. Uh, galaxy and other parts it's the uh pan was it the pan galactic gargle blaster it's, yes. it's either or well 12 loco is the one you can buy in the store it's never quite as good as freshly mixed yeah it's true yeah your poor insides <laughs> you know what's interesting about that drink is that the archive has literally zero information as to what's in it nobody knows <laughs> It's apparently a proprietary secret known only to the Vorpal Corporation. <laughs> Weirdly enough, there are articles about it, but they are completely redacted. Yeah. <laughs> There's just black text it's all the just way down. Black. Occasionally you see a the in there, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, if there's no further conversations that need to be had, we can skip ahead to Oswald trying to track down the quartermaster for the ship. Yeah. Shit, I also need to construct this thing. But let's let's focus on this first. Yes. So Finding I... her at the Blue Giant is easy enough. She is a Midrian woman who sticks out uh, quite thoroughly. She has a uh, kind of olive skin complexion, sharp features, uh, an eye patch with some very clear scars running over her face where the it intersects with the eye patch. Clearly something took her eye. The other striking thing is that she's clearly has some kind of artifice built up around her legs. The legs themselves aren't artificial upon second glance, but they're definitely... Uh, her mobility is helped by an apparatus of some kind that wraps around her legs... Uh, on the outside of her pants. Cool. Kind of like a, just like a half exosuit kind of thing? Kind of, a little bit. It's not a full... They're more like braces than an actual okay. armored uh, leg. Um, as opposed to like a suit of armor, it is more just like something that she would clearly step into that helps her mobility. That's cool. Clearly powered by her own personal aether. Makes sense. How many guns are attached to it? Uh, she is a quartermaster, so none, especially at a bar where she's just hanging out. 
Saint the Star Wars Cantina. What do you think but this is Florida? Florida? I was this, feeling this, more this Texas. Is, this is ten yeah. forward. This is not the Cantina on Tatooine. Dang it! But yeah, right. she's pretty easy to find. Okay. Uh, I guess I walk up and I say, "Oh, uh, find if I join you briefly." Uh, holding my disgusting beverage, she'll kind of look you up and down, and say, "Yes, I do mind." Oh, great! And then he hops up on the okay on, on a stool. Uh, it's it takes way too long because it's a little too tall for him. I imagine this is at the bar itself. Mm -hmm. uh, hold on. Then he puts the drink up on the counter first and then scrambles up. Oh, oh, legs yeah. kicking as he gets yeah. his chest on the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it, he is winded. He is winded from this. Ooh. I think they'd make these a bit more accessible, but that's fine. Uh, <clears throat> There are seats for a shorter species over at the tables over there. You should yes. perhaps avail yourself. Well, I'm already up here, so I don't mind. Um, we haven't really had a lot of opportunities to, to talk. I, uh, I'm I try not to make I, a habit of discussing things with well, you folk. That's absolutely fair, but uh, I'm making a point to hmm, hmm, get to know the crew a little better. And uh, What do you want? Well... Uh, that's a fair point and a fair question. My crew and I have found ourselves in increasingly more dire... What do you want? Well, first, I'd like to buy you a beverage, but then... That is unnecessary. That... You are trying to butter me up, and that is unnecessary. What do you want? I would like to uh, have the opportunity to check out... Get... Uh, almost there. Almost there. A little bit of patience. Okay. <laughs> I would like the the opportunity to check out one of the uh, a, a bit of emerald aethite uh, for uh, how much practice. How much would I need? Grams. Uh, how many grams? Can I make an estimation as to how much I would need for just basic sort of practice? There are certain um, shapes that aethites, just raw aethite, can come in. Mm -hmm. It generally is distributed in kind of bars, but it's more like sticks that are mm -hmm. five grams a piece. Uh, okay. They're about as long as a person's hand, and generally you can get them in big clusters because uh, they are like hexagonal sticks that kind of fit together to make bundles of crystal that you can oh, cool. basically size up to the more you need. Oh, gotcha. Um, I mean, I I haven't brought any into the field, so, uh, but I, I think I would be able to maybe estimate how much I would need just to kind of, maybe I'll start small and just, and just do one, just to sort of get the feel for it. Um, I mean, the first hit's free, so. It is. Uh, just, uh, and you said five grams is the is the smallest mm. one. Uh, just five grams will, will do. I'm mostly just curious as to how it works. Your personal accommodations, or do you want it loaded onto your shuttle? Uh, personal, yeah, please. Although I'll probably want to uh, bring it along uh, on missions as well. Um, and she will pull out a uh, a small data cam. She will clip it into a kind of holster at it's not a 
belt, but it is some kind of apparatus that's worked into the exosuit of her legs. And then you see a holographic projection of a inventory appear in front of her and she will gesture with a hand and start moving numbers around and then she'll eventually scroll down, scroll down, scroll down, find you and she'll say, Oracle Zero? Yes, that's me. Just get your team leader to approve this acquisition and it will be done. Oh, great. I can't see any reason why he won't. Excellent. Um, uh, thank you so much. Uh, but I wasn't, uh... Is that well, all? Did, well, you want did... anything else? There's well, more? I still would like to buy your beverage. If That's you wonderful. You should not do that. Well, and just being, uh, you know, friendly. Um, it's not entirely just biz all about business. I, I like to get to know people. She will sigh, stand up, and pointedly move down the bar away from you. And this, this is something I know about you now. Excellent. Uh, and then he will... Uh, grab his beverage, down it, leave it on the counter, and then jump off and scuttle off towards Amari. Amari, on your personal data pad, you would suddenly get an alert notifying you that one member of Oracle Zero has asked to requisition five grams of emerald aethite. What do we need this for? Hmm. Yeah, sure. Fine. Can cancel the order. Yeah. And before yeah, too long, a tiny, a tiny trundling box-like golem that moves on little magnetic track wheels will find its way to Oswald's room, and it will kind of open up and deposit a little package right just in front of his room before, like, lifting up off the package, rolling backwards, and then closing back up and trundling away. Oh, yes. Same-day delivery. Excellent. Um, and then he'll go back and shoot. Well, actually, actually, I guess he'll go down into the the training, the Oracle cave, um, play around with this thing. Okay. What you would figure out using Emerald Aethite is that the spells you're, you've been attempting suddenly become much easier when using this as a focus. It's not actually changing the amount of energy you have to put into it, but it seems like the the connections that it's making with the Aether and how it's being focused out through the Emerald Aethite is making... How to put... It's like sending current through, like, capacitors as opposed to a human body. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, technically both work, just one works better than the one other and won't kill you. Yeah. Cool. That's great. So the, the rolls while using this focus will perhaps have a lower difficulty. Hooray. Uh, but yeah, after that, unless there's anything else specific folks want to accomplish, we will fast forward a little bit. Team training montage. No, I don't, I don't know that any of us except for Amari would be into that. That sounds great. But uh, it'd be funny. Yeah. Just imagining Florian doing push-ups with Oswald sitting but on, on his back. I'd like to do the, I mean, the shirtless I... uh, volleyball scene from Top Gun, but we use Oswald as the ball. Mm. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Fill him with helium first, and then... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you actually try to train together? I mean, I'm there. I mean, like, is the, is the space set up for that, or is it just like a big empty room? 
it's no like i described up. before there are there's like training equipment to, and, all yeah. kinds there's like a weird obstacle course that you haven't really messed with there's training mats there's a small armory there's some data uh centers i mean I, I'll, I'll race you through the obstacle course florian totally has the like vibe of like when you go to a gym and you haven't been to a gym and like I don't know, let's hypothetically say like 15 years and you're like, I don't remember how, like, uh, about still, myself do, and I don't want to. Do squats the same? Do they, is there a, yeah, do they it's do like, them different now? Squat, are people going to think different. I'm stupid if I do old squats? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like he picks up like a, like a, I don't know, some sort of like baton thing and is like, I don't know what to do with this. It's just an immovable rod for pull-ups. <laughs> there are things of that nature yes mm -hmm. you would find uh weight training equipment that is powered by emerald aethite that can adjust its weight despite not actually changing physical size you find that the obstacle course is able to reconfigure itself via some control consoles to like there are several levels of difficulty including mm. one that's just like a randomizer setting uh, you also find that within that obstacle course that can reconfigure itself, there are some holographic possibilities that you haven't quite toyed with, but it seems as though you can impose imagery on top of the obstacles to simulate specific encounters or scenarios. So very much like a like a hol impose like a holodeck style training thing. It's like not quite that all encompassing, but like. Imagine, like, a, a training area built inside of a warehouse. Like, you can still see the vaulted ceilings, mm -hmm. and there is, like, space beyond the little uh, obstacle course that can be reconfigured, but it, it can be made to look like whatever you want it to. Okay. Fair. This is very cool. I mean, I'll race you. I'll put it on easy. It's fine. You'll probably win. I don't know. It's fine. I mean, we, don't, we don't have to. I mean... Well, Florian, I'm sure you'll do great. I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm... Athletic, so, Amari... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you're, like, uh, you know, you done stuff like this, I assume? Yeah, but I drive I, I drive a, a giant robot. It, the machine does all the work. You participate in this? Yeah, I'll do it. Yay. This is very, hesit very hesitantly, like, oh, like, okay, I guess if that's... I am adding athletics to your team character sheet. Oh. I have not told you about this yet, but it is something oh. I've been keeping track of, and it will come into play more and more as we go on, but there are skills, and there are talents and traits to this character sheet, and also an aether pool, that uh, based on your teamwork uh, may increase or decrease based on your actions. And I've been hmm. slowly ac acquiring all of the statistics for that as over the course of the first three arcs. That's really cool. If this was a regular character, this character would suck. <laughs> yes, but what you realize is that now there is a D4 that you can all use athletics in if you need to. Well, oh, that's rad. Is that in yeah. addition to our normal role? No, if you choose to substitute a, a team role as opposed to so like if you're doing athletics together in some faction in some fashion, you can all substitute the team score as opposed to your own. Okay. Mm. 
can some of us substitute the team score and yeah, others absolutely. not? Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. As of right now, proximity you... to Amari and I's sheer athleticism. As of right now, you have slightly a... less. Because <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say um, for shits and giggles that while this um, obstacle course is happening, Shay is on whatever the equivalent of a lawn chair is on a data pad, like. No, like sunglasses on the nose, like. Hmm. <laughs> well, funny you should mention that because you also have a team D six in Aethertech, oh, based cool. on what you've all been doing. Nice. Uh, yeah, you also have a D four in covert ops. Oh, as y'all been doing some sneaking despite actually not participating in that talent. I, uh, that was the thing I, when we leveled up last, or I guess, like, our last downtime session, that's what I put stuff in. It's like, we just do a lot of sneaking around. We should probably <laughs> be better at this. <laughs> Good call. Uh... So, yeah, after that, there is a couple of days where you're participating in some, some team building exercises and coming together to utilize your new little home base. Uh, you have to be somewhat subtle about your comings and goings from this location. But for the most part, the storm's repose is big enough that no one's paying attention to an out-of-the-way corridor where you can access a random cargo hold. And there are lots of little nooks and crannies of the storm's repose where you could just go and chill because this ship is so big and mostly empty. Um, question. Have there ever been any murders on this ship? Not that I'm planning Not... one, but that just seems like something that could happen so easily. Uh, there have been. It's not often, and that's why there is a shipboard security force. Okay. But it has happened. Um, it, it's not... Th this is a city-sized ship. There are tens of thousands of people working on this thing. Um, a couple of them are going to be serial killers. It's just statistics. <laughs> it's not like people regularly like... go missing fights or something but yes there's the occasional man spirits get high and like i mean it, it would still be judged a murder if you killed somebody but <laughs> the, the the justice system is based loosely on a government called the coalition of freeholds which is a a one of the few organizations that kind of opposes the empire um, insofar as they're small enough and out of the way enough that the Empire doesn't bother taking them over. But they are traditionally a largely democratic system that upholds, you know, freedom, liberty, truth, justice, all that malarkey. Oh, just quick question. Yeah. The Cole Foundation uh, works under the Coalition of Freeholds? No, their justice system is loosely similar. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, like their system of judges and if you do commit a murder you are held responsible via a court system albeit one that doesn't exist on this ship it's not like there's a judiciary aboard the storm's repose yeah. but you are held in account by the coal foundation which has its own justice system essentially and this is not uncommon for larger corporations and uh, business entities yeah corporate justice is alive and well oh boy. it's never gone wrong in the U.S. in particular, or anywhere else, nope. ever. America's perfect. I don't know. Sarcasm. <laughs> 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 um, 
It's okay. like everyone. <laughs> we got you. <laughs> Several days after the departure of the Letterman, you are all finding yourselves in a familiar situation, and that is being shown into the amphitheater with the other finder teams. This is the same place where you were shown the basic rundown of the situation on Talgan 3. This is serves as a multifunction space, but it is a large briefing room when it needs it, to be. Could you say it's a situation room? No, there is also a situation room. Is it labeled as such? Yes, there would be a situation room okay. where, like, if there's a shipboard emergency, all of the higher-ups of the Storm's Repose would report to that central location. Here, though, in this amphitheater, you were summoned by those same higher-ups, specifically the proctor aboard the ship, Jalvin Frost, the operations director, Victoria Silvaro, and the captain of the ship, Pelivar Hexway. And you find yourselves being briefed on the Storm's Repose's next destination. You are headed towards a planet called Asclipsis. It is a former Dominion world, specifically a world that was overseen by a pair of Dominion-based corporations. The first was Domitech, which is a large tech conglomerate that is very similar to the Imperial Corporation Zolkan in that it is an entity that was sponsored by the government. Domitech was the main like tech bureau and uh, weapons manufacturer for the Minos Dominion. That company still exists, albeit in a diminished capacity. But the second corporation is one that was called Praxa Group Pharmaceuticals, PGP for short. And that had its corporate headquarters on Minos. It ain't there anymore. Why is that, Mike? Where did it go? Well, Amari specifically would know the reason for that, oh, as yeah. he was there on Minos in those last days, those last terrible, earth-shattering days. Yeah. It yeah. ain't there no more. Minos ain't there no more. At the very least, whatever's left that's there is mostly glass and rubble. But Asclipsis was a world that was primarily operated by PGP. It was one of their corporate hub worlds where a lot of their kind of tech backend was outsourced. So here you'd have a lot of accountants, you'd have a lot of procurement officials. This was a shipping hub as well as a minor ag world that specialized in uh, pharmaceutical drugs, plants that could be used for pharmaceuticals of every variety. Um, when I say ag world, that's a shortening of agricultural world, which is like a world that is primarily devoted to the production of foodstuffs of some kind or another, or consumables of one kind or another. So Asclipsis specifically was, like I said, used by this pharmaceutical company. That company no longer really exists. And as such, this world is falling apart. 
it lacks a government anymore because its corporate office doesn't exist. The world itself was owned and operated by PGP. As such, the board of directors that again was destroyed in the shattering of Minos no longer has sway over this planet. And as such, the cities and corporate blocks of this planet have begun the tenuous, very careful act of trying to put together a stable government beyond the corporation. They're trying to build a functioning, cohesive planet on Asclipsis that no longer has direction, essentially. So they've asked for the Cole Foundation's help in establishing this new world order. Not like a new world order, but like a new world order. Mm. The rundown that you get is that this world is mostly broken up into corporate districts. Each of the districts is assigned a number. There are no names of cities on this planet. There are corporate blocks that are organized by division. And each division then breaks down into separate districts. And then those districts are devoted to specific functions. The finder teams are going to be assigned to a, basically a district apiece. And it is your job to figure out and gather intel on precisely the issues that are afflicting each district. All of those issues will be filtered back to the Storms or Pose, where a team of federalists and, like, Experts in law and organization and bureaucracy will filter through all of these issues and uh, ways that people go about their lives in this world and try to build something resembling a stable government with the leaders of this planet. Now, the leaders of this planet are former department heads. Olivia, I see you making Flor a face. Flor Florian is also just like... like keeps almost raising his hand during this like presentation and then it's like oh my god Florian Florian put the hand down put the hand down that's, that's not how it works it's, like, it's not a question I know but like that's like the stupid okay I know I know I know it's stupid Just, yeah we can talk about it later I can't so again there was a total collapse of where the buck stops on this planet when the corporate office vanished you had a bunch of middle managers who now don't have orders anymore no it's the worst already, possible outcome i already texted this to elliot but can we skip this one yeah. <laughs> we're gonna just be like no we're gonna have another uh, downtime session while you guys amari's <laughs> going in alone let's do it it's fine i'll, I'll go in there. yeah this is a world that isn't suffering any kind of ecological disaster as far as you can tell there are a few reports of breakdowns of uh, civil services as people lacking orders or pay have stopped basically doing their jobs. Mm. There are going to be issues that you run into of belligerence is how they're called in terms of people who are wanting to completely walk away from the, the corporate edifice that this planet has. If you find anyone matching that description, they are welcome to get onto the Storm's Repose as essentially a refugee. Unfortunately, a lot of the property here on Eclipsis is still technically owned by 
Praxa group and a bunch of lawyers who you're told not to worry about are still figuring out the legalese of who owns this world. That's not what you're here to sort out. Mike, it's like you invented this planet to torture me. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so we just have to help the belligerents overthrow the corporate Yeah, structure. we have Is to help them we're... create a... Uh... Like... No. Nope, a free state. Yeah. free yeah. state. Yeah. Yeah. That might be the job. We just got to figure out. We have not been assigned jobs yet. Okay. <laughs> Again, what you're That's being. That's my job. <laughs> you, Florian and I are going to go help the belligerents. You guys can do whatever the fuck you want. All right. Let's start looking for new teammates. <laughs> what you and all the other finder teams are told is that it will be your job. You will be each assigned a corporate block to investigate and find issues and funnel back the funnel those issues and report them back to the storms repose your job is not to solve any of these problems if you can great but that's not technically what you're there to do and the proctor aboard the ship is really stressing this point and he seems to be like intentionally looking towards Axel Amandito of just like, we have people that can help them establish a government. They don't need people rallying to a specific cause. We're going to help them form a constitution. Okay. Oh, so it'll so be Shay gonna... and Florian and Axel who yeah. are going to yeah. go help them. Axel will be the prop that we use to govern the masses. Um, no, oh, wait, no. We sorry. Just need... We no. just. <laughs> We just sure. did the we just did the feudalism thing again. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. God, it's so easy. It's so easy to fall no, into would, authoritarian. You know, why would uh, why would Axel be in charge? He's gonna come with us on the storms report. Oh, We're not setting up a figurehead, Oswald. He's got the most what? guns. It works That's how so it works. Well on Talgan. Unbelievable. <laughs> but you are informed that you will get your assignments momentarily, and at that word, you see that. Operations Director Silvara will tap a few keys on her data pad and all of the team leaders will have like little tones and chimes going off as their own personal data pads chime with the arrival of your mission assignments. Uh, just uh, says, fight God. I, 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 she will whisper, uh, so did we get... Did we get the corporate block that just has a bunch of automatic guns set up everywhere that shoots anything that moves? You have been assigned to District 997. District 997. There's a lot of secrets in District 9. Of Corporate Block C. Apparently it is a area that contains several weather control stations, a courier hub, and several uh, collating and accounting firms within the block so it is, it is a a mountainous area with uh, some weather control stations near its near the peaks and there is a a bustling city at the base of the mountains that makes up a a large corporate district known as district 997 and you said uh weather control uh courier and accounting was the third one mm -hmm. okay cool yes apparently the equivalent of this corporate world's mailroom is located in this district who's ready to commit mail fraud but, but. death by a thousand paper cuts that'll be an interesting one 
as this is a less straightforward mission, the Proctor would open it up to questions if any of the Finder teams have uh, queries about this world specifically. You're all uh, sent information packets that give you kind of like a broad overview of this world's culture and customs. Mm. Uh, mostly it has to do with the it reads like a corporate culture document that you're handed. Oh my god. Does it about have the ping pong tables in every... <laughs> Does it have the same like garbage style stupid like illustration where like the head's too small but the torso's really big but the legs are really tiny or the other way around where everything looks exactly the same? No, it's more just a, a standard written document that okay, talks good. about the... the ethical corporate concerns of Praxa Group Pharmaceuticals and how they treat their employees slash citizens. And anyone can ask questions? That is what the <laughs> doctor seems to be indicating. There's no current rule against Oswald asking questions, but I have a, I have, I have one a day there might be. Well, I have a few, but um, uh, yes, what... What uh, are the percentages of uh, of uh, the races that populate this planet? Uh, are we... Species density is uh, Taro for the most part, with a, a smattering of Midrian, uh, Lycan, Lian, and uh, we have been told that there is a small enclave of gnomes in District 143. Okay. Um, and uh, the atmospheric makeup, what are we talking here? Uh, what are the oxygen to nitrogen to... Uh, 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 carbon dioxide. So, uh, do we can we get a a printout of that maybe? Or and there's kind of like a, a glance. It's like this world has been terraformed for the standard ratios. So I would assume then that uh, mineral deposits would be all the standard um, terraformed. Uh... Mineral deposits are, and there's kind of a a. a low and annoyed growl corporate held information oh we are still negotiating with some of the mineral extraction department heads and uh, one final question um is there anything left of perhaps the wildlife that was originally on this planet um or perhaps any of the uh, the peoples who originally uh, peopled this planet or has that been completely replaced. As far as we know, this world has been almost uniformly made to PGP specifications. Maybe some of the original oceanographic life still persists, but all of the terrestrial life forms are per corporate specification. And I, I would assume that Oswald would keep asking questions until somebody nudges him. Um... I nudged you before you asked your first question. Oh! Well, another good one to the back of the head should do it. Um, do, you want ooh, like a, yes. do you want like a swift smack so everyone in the room can hear the, just like the, like the thwack of it? Or is it like a... I don't know if it would make a thwack because he has a feather cushion sort of back there. A little thud. Yeah, just a little soft thud. May I just grab We've established that when Oswald is struck, it sounds like a marimba. That's... Yeah, that's true. Lest we forget that very important character detail. That's canon. <laughs> it's canon now. Just a single note rings out over the. Okay. Uh, are so the it... are is 
<laughs> Are the efforts of the Cole Foundation to extract this planet from PGP control, or are we just, like, doing PGP's dirty work for them? Again, Praxa Group Pharmaceuticals, in essence, no longer exists. The company was, in all practical senses, dissolved with the shattering of Minos. Yeah, you keep using, like, the in a practical sense, which is usually code for not actually. <laughs> there are legal teams numbering in the hundreds which are sorting out the legal ramifications of the primary board members of that company being quite literally liquidated. I am not informed about the end result of whether or not Praxa Group Pharmaceutical will in fact exist in the coming cycles. What I know now is that this world is in need of organization and aid. Without corporate overlords to dictate their every waking hour, things are beginning to fall through the cracks of this world. People need places to eat, places to sleep, and we're here to help. If we can help them organize and reestablish something that looks like a government on this world, we'll be helping the people of Asclipsis. Um, and what is the what is the level of involvement with the citizens on this planet in determining their own governmental structure? As of right or now, or is it the legal teams? We're we are working under the assumption that the the former department heads speak for their associated divisions as close to democratic representation as a former corporate bureaucracy can get so not at all so, so none right okay Excellent. it is assumed that those at the heads of their divisions were done so in a manner that was done by merit not by toady ship, but we will be sorting through that as the worlds presents itself. I mean, alright, okay. There is much we don't know about what is going on on the surface of Asclipsis, but that is for our finder teams to find out. Interviewing civilians might be an excellent way of discovering issues and problems that we can help sort out. But again, I must reiterate, it is not the job of the finder teams to solve these structural issues. We have people for that. Huh? Yeah. Uh, oh, gotcha. Loud and clear. How does Axel respond to this statement? Uh, this goes over his head. <laughs> Axel sitting up My front head. as per usual with his uh, sunglasses on, kind of laid back. He's got a toothpick coming out of his mouth. Nice. And he will just kind of be nodding along with the proctor. Occasionally he'll throw in a righteous. Yeah, so he doesn't understand. Good. Just right over the head. Love it. I'm imagining a Keanu style performance is coming from Axel. We're here to help these people, and we will do so. So yeah, after that, and a few more questions from other finder groups, mostly consisting of asking after legal 
involvements of like well if we are come under assault for any reason are we cleared to defend ourselves and that's a general yes though you are asked to abide by whatever laws of the district you find yourself in the general asking after if there are any life forms on the planet that can cause people harm and apparently there are some very poisonous jellyfish in the ocean but only a few finder teams are actually being sent to any oceanographic sites wow, within the world. Right, that is shocking. I mean, that only means that there's something else worse. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where, you know, yeah there's like, gotta be, like, a pack of wild, I mean, not wild animals, because clearly not, but maybe there's a secret mountain base could be. full of snake dogs. Oh, I mean, we should... Oh, did we determine, out of character really, really quick, did we determine what the location of any of those other bases was? No. You have not devoted any time to that yet, so no. Okay. We should, you know, check and see if there are any of those uh, yep. here. That would be... I will have to... Why would they send us to another... No, 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 I mean on planet. Not oh. like... <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, that... I mean, she I mean she might have, but that would have been real dumb. Yeah, yeah, Unless the there's something way worse bases. than this one. Yeah. Alright, I'll check it before we go. Okay. So yeah, uh, before you leave, uh, you have your mission assignment. You have a location for where you are headed. Now it's just a matter of requisitioning anything you might need for your mission and then loading up on the shuttle and heading there. Anything you would like to acquire for this mission? Um... So many guns. Not yeah, for any reason. No, come on. And, and maybe we won't be checking these back in at the end of this mission. They might just like go missing but just like a lot of guns. guns yeah i'm not you could okay definitely do that, that. <laughs> some questions might be asked but that is absolutely something you could do are gonna i'm practicing my <laughs> i need some some target practice requisition a couple a little bit more of the emerald aether or aethite yeah how much I'm going to say, what, just like two more? That wouldn't be too hard to carry around, right? No. Okay. Like I said, Great. they're about they're pretty probably light. a third of a meter in length. They are maybe a finger's width wide in a hexagonal shape, and they kind of fit together very easily. Cool. That seems to be on purpose. Great. Yeah. I think three total should be okay. Okay. Yeah, you have three little rods of emerald aethite. And what and what is the biggest, or I guess the densest, not battery pack, but aether battery pack that I that one could requisition? By densest, what do you mean? I just mean like how, without being like a oh, I'm carrying a generator with me. Could I get something with three d six in it? No, I mean for personal use, the most mm -hmm. the most almost anyone would ever need is one or two. What you're asking Maybe. for is above and beyond what the standard use of most folk would be. Okay, then that's and fine. I'll I'll take one of those then, like a okay. like a one pack or something. Uh, a have. one pack is something you could pretty easily carry on your person and conceal. Uh, a two pack is a little bulkier, harder to hide. Uh, I'll just take a one. Okay. I will take uh, one of those as well. And uh, I will requisition a pistol again. Yeah. Specifically what those items are called are micro generators. Micro generators. Okay. They are power packs that can be used to like 
power a door or lights if need be. But you can also use them to just suck the aether out and use it yourself if you need it to. Is there something that I could requisition to beef up my pistol? You want a weapon mod? Yeah. What do you want it to do? I would like it to stun people. I was literally just about to ask if that's what you were going to do. That's I mean, I could get idea. like a stun baton or whatever. Um, kind of like the uh, people, uh, the cog we're using, I guess, was also something mm-hmm. similar. Um, I guess I could do that as well, but I'm just trying to figure out, like, why not both? Let's let's sure. requisition some sort of, uh, like, stun baton thing. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know, let's maybe not do stun for the, the pistol then. Okay. Then what are you trying to get the the gun to do Create a tiny black hole no no <laughs> no that's bad black holes just don't they don't just go away i know they don't <laughs> stay tiny no, it just starts they tiny <laughs> they eat and eat and eat yeah i don't know uh can i do a batman and get some sort of grappling hook attachment for it yes there's a better way in universe Good. of doing that without like Getting a jetpack or whatever. Doing what? Ascending rapidly. Oh, okay. I mean, there's absolutely a grapnel attachment you could get to a gun um, if you wanted to go that route. There are also, yeah, there are things that allow you to ascend and descend using Aether, including and up to a jetpack. There are lots of ways to accomplish going up and down. Okay. I would like some sort of wrist-mounted grapple attachment, a stun uh, mod for my gun, and a stun baton. And then uh, can we requisition also uh, like just a crate of food, like rations potentially for people? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. What you would end up getting is a crate full of stamped, processed uh, protein and vitamin bars. They essentially look like ingots, that when you peel off the foil, it is just like a block of brown nutrient that you can like nibble on, and it is all the protein and vitamins one would need for a day. I've seen Snowpiercer. <laughs> is is there any contact with the planet itself? Is there anything that's immediately needed that we know of from our uh, district, or is it like no comms? No, there's all sorts of communication with the planet. That's how they reached out and asked for help. Um, as far as you can tell, there's not any eminent disasters or humanitarian crises on the planet. But there are just like little pieces of infrastructure that are starting to fall apart. And that's kind of what your job is doing is figuring out what needs helping. That part is just there's too much. It's too big. It's a whole planet. So you need teams to go down and assess the situation. Uh, as far as you know, District 997 isn't in any sort of dire straits where anything is concerned, as far as you know. So it's not like we've, like, oh, they've been a total blackout. We need to get, like, some comms devices down there so they can have, uh, you know, they need internet, damn it. No. No, this world seems to be, for all intents and purposes, there's nothing really wrong with the world. It's just that who their leadership used to be doesn't exist anymore. Okay. So trying to make this into a stable, independent world, it will 
in essence, if the Cole Foundation is successful, become an outer kingdom. A, a small, isolated world that governs itself and is self-sufficient. And, Lisbon, you are muted, so you saying all that stuff means nothing to me. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I was just like, man, everybody's just ignoring me. No. Um... <laughs> Screw that guy. Get a some sort of holographic interactive map of the district that we're going to. Yeah, absolutely. Easy. Cool. Yeah, I, I want to do that. And I want to just look up, just do a little bit of, I mean, I don't know how much time, like we have to leave immediately after we get our mission or. I mean, the time clock is absolutely up to you. So a little bit of how the sausage gets made on this one. This mission is going to be a way more sandboxy than your previous missions. You have, there's a district that is your assignment. It is up to the four of you to get in there, figure out problems and kind of make your own mission in a way. Mm. this will be you getting to the root of whatever problems you can suss out in this area so the timetable is totally on you as far as the coal foundation is concerned you're they're kind of just setting up shop in this world until this problem is solved there's no ticking clock it's been five years since the end of the shattering like this world has gotten along okay in those Mm. five cycles but now they're just reaching out and asking for help now that they know, like, okay, we, this isn't sustainable. We need to reorganize this world in a way that makes sense. And they've asked for the Coal Foundation's help, and the Storms Repose is here to do that. Oh, uh, I was just going to say, uh, I just want to do a little bit of maybe research into the area. Yeah, um, absolutely. Using uh, the archive, of course. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what I'd have to roll to. But yeah, just... Uh, brief overview of the three sort of standard industries that were represented in this district. See if anything, I'm assuming that we're put in this area for a reason because we're trying, they're trying to kill us. So I'm trying to find anything (laughs) that seems weird about this district. Okay. Uh, The information that the archive would have, you don't need to roll for that. That's just, you're looking it up. Um, And you have all the relevant search data to look up exactly what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Admittedly, the archive is a little sparse when it comes to individual communities on worlds. Yeah. Uh, What you can find out about Asclipsis specifically is that it is, in fact, a world primarily owned by Apraxa Group Pharmaceuticals, Mm -hmm. which is... While not specifically Dominion controlled, it was primarily built in and around the Dominion. So like a lot of its infrastructure and indeed corporate office was focused in and around the Dominion on Minos specifically, Um, which is why we're in this situation. Because when Minos burned, the corporate office just went up in smoke. Which uh, corporate office would this district fall like under? Specifically, this district, which again is Corporate Block C, District 997, is controlled by the communications office as well as the uh, maintenance and infrastructure that falls under the weather control stations that are located on the mountaintops. Uh, at some point during this this info gathering session, Florian would just like stick his head in to wherever Oswald is and be like, oh yeah, this is a, a Dominion territory, so 
figure out how weird and culty they are, and then leave. Why not? Yeah, nothing really on how culty this world is. Mm. Uh, there is I mean, some implication. That's not what that's not what I meant, but that's how Florian sure. would say that. All right. It's a Dominion world, so there are some assumptions about religious practices that go along with that. Mm. Most Dominion worlds, at least those that uh, fall squarely under Minos's purview, would they would have a, a state. They had a state religion essentially, yeah. and it yeah. was enforced on worlds that were under their protectorship. It's not like worship this way or die but it's definitely in the same way that in the united states today you see a lot of christian churches around because that is a primary religion that exists in this country the religion that is propped up and uh kind of organized and disseminated through the dominion is the divine church of the dragons and that's a whole other rabbit hole. You would know the basics yeah. of it. There are nine divine dragons that are considered like progenitor creators of the galaxy. Uh, Minos, at least in this variation of the religion, um, is the, the leader and king of those divine dragons. Though there are different sects of dragon worshippers that consider different dragons the, the ruling aspect. Other than that, the information you gain about this planet is the weather stations that are, or at least the wide-ranging network of weather stations, not these specific weather stations, but the, the planet itself is te technically climate-controlled. Yeah. They use these massive aether batteries to control the climate of the world. And uh, some of those stations are located in the area you're going to. Yeah. And the only other thing, uh, I apologize for taking up so much time, but... Um... The only other thing I wanted to check is I wanted to use the algorithm that I developed to cross-reference any mention of of uh, this planet with the information that we downloaded and see if maybe there's a base somewhere around here um, or just any sort of, you know, control F uh, kind of thing. This I'm going to need an Aether Tech roll for. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was actually also going to do this. So I'll oh, yeah. assist like... or whatever. Yeah. Um... Because I do have my snazzy new um, Aether Tech talent. Okay. Hacker voice. Oh, man. So if you did that and I used applied mathematics and together we, we uh, you know, solved, we cracked this case wide open. Um... So one of you would be assisting the other, which would mean you would be able to one of you would use your tactic die and talent that you use, and the other one would be able to throw their talent die onto the roll. Gotcha. You may adjudicate that amongst yourselves. I don't um, know who has the higher uh, tactic die to use. What is your... I think I, our tactic is the same. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm pretty sure our cleverly is both 1d10. Yeah, so that's okay. So, it, uh, But you have... A, uh, Aether tech. What is what do you have in I'm in? Uh 1D8. 1D8. So yeah, why don't I assist you and I'll okay. uh use my D8 in uh, applied mathematics to okay. sort of help navigate with the algorithm. Okay. Uh do you wanna just roll the D8? Uh yeah, I'll do that. Okay, cool. Um okie dokie. This is a challenging roll, so we're looking for a 15. 
15. This is kind of the, the test run of this algorithm. You haven't really used it yet. It's true. That's true. So can I can I get grab a, an aether from something without fucking it up? Yeah. As you were taught by Mr. Zinn, now that you know that you can just draw aether from the main power of the ship, you oh, while right. on the storm's repose, you effectively have an unlimited supply. Oof. You specifically. Well, you'd be foolish not to use it. Yeah. You know that if you use more than your maximum aether pool, that might cause some physical issues because your body's <laughs> not used to using that much aether all in one go. Mm. Yeah, I'll get a very bad tummy ache. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> just tummy a, ache. Ugh, a migraine? Just... Just a migraine, though. A migraine where you, you take your hand away from your ears and you find a little red on there. Mm. That's to say, yeah, some nosebleed situation. You're seeing things, you know. <laughs> Shay, bleeding from the face. Yeah, I'm good. It's just a migraine. <laughs> I get them all the time. Don't worry about it. Um. Okay. 16. Woo. Nice. No void dice before you even get planet side. Damn. Um, <laughs> using this algorithm that is used to sift through the absolutely gargantuan amount of information you pulled from the secret moon base on Talgon 3, you are specifically searching for anything to do with Asclipsis, yes? Yes. With those search parameters you find that there are a couple of mentions of Asclipsis when referring to something called the VP program that falls under the purview of Project Chimera. Gee. It is talking about uh, intake numbers and their ability to process intake at an accelerated rate. Cool. Well, I have no idea what this means, Oswald, do you? No clue, but yeah. it's something to start on. Mm. And we can't like get any like specific information as to locations or... No, that's actually one of the weird things, is that it's strangely vague about locations. Mm. It's just referring to this VP program on Asclipsis that is in a prime position to uh, have acquisitions at an increased rate and their intake numbers are higher than most other outposts. And that's like a current update? It You don't know. You just know that like within this trove of information there was some form of an update. You, it's tough to say exactly when or who it was from, you're just basically just scrolling through reams of data, and this is just like a notice that mentions Asclipsis. Yeah. And it mentions that their particular VP program was set up to... Uh, yeah, their intake is how it's referred. And apparently something about their position on this world has given them an increased level of intake. Interesting. The wording specifically is they are well-positioned and 
given the resources available on Esclipsis, they're able to have a higher intake rate than any other acquisition team. Very ominous. Yeah. What um, natural resources are, is this planet known for? Pharmaceutical plants. All oh, right. Yeah. Mm. Okay. okay. You know what they need to test pharmaceuticals on? Rabbits. Yep. <laughs> they, they have an abundance of rabbits here. That's what Project Chimera is all about, is a collection of rabbits. Luckily, they breed so quickly, so there's just so many of them. That's all right. Good. Any other things that need to be acquired before you take off for planet side? <sighs> no, but I have 8 XP, so if we forgot anything... <laughs> Very good, yes. Remember, you can always spend XP to retroactively have something that you have forgotten. Now... Oh, oh go oh, ahead. No, go ahead. No, go. Obviously, I'm I'm taking uh, 15 grams of the emerald aethite, but mm -hmm. I think I ask Riza or whoever I'm talking to, theoretically, what is the largest amount I'm allowed to uh, uh, procure for mission? requisition thank you and you would be told by reza who appears to be the only person working in requisitions everything everyone else you see working there is a golem of some kind little trundling drones that zoom through warehouses of stuff picking up crates and boxes and delivering them to specified locations aboard the storm's repose seems as though they automated this system long ago and they just need somebody living down here to make sure it's all working properly Gotcha. And that person is Riza. Uh, if you want to go speak to her directly there and ask what is the most you could possibly requisition of Emerald Aethite, yeah. she will give you a long, steady look with her single eye and say, why? I just want, I'm just curious. Purely, purely a hypothetical scenario that I have constructed. Now that you have posited this hypothetical scenario, I will be flagging any further requisitions of Emerald Aethite that you make for the Proctor's personal notification. That's fair. I mean, I just, uh, I was just wondering. Uh, I'm fine with the three that I requisitioned, but I, I just thought I'd ask. And so you have. Excellent. Look at us. Good friends. And then he'll walk off. Um, I'm assuming that, well, I'm assuming that we've all at some point requisitioned, like, a notebook and pencil, like, after talking to, uh... I would imagine so, yeah. I, I was actually, uh, I, I should have said this when we were talking about scenes. Florian would provide, will provide those. He has extras. Oh, great. <laughs> ah. Yeah. So, Mari, you've got a stun mod, a stun baton, and some kind of wrist-mounted grapnel launcher. Yeah, it's gonna be dope. Okay. Catman. You definitely get a questioning notice from the proctor asking what you're expecting in your district that would warrant a grappling hook. I mean, there's mountains around. <laughs> I always assume everything's a trap. That's why I'm still alive. Uh, necessity for, for verticality uh, for security. The overview. He'll let it slide this time, but he would also recommend stairs and elevators. Yep, I lost the grappling hook somewhere on the planet. Bummer. Okay. So after that, 
Y'all load up, heading down to the shuttle bay. Loading up Tux back into shuttle number seven. You find your good friend Duma ready and waiting for your venture down onto the planet. As you load up into shuttle number seven, you are struck by the just how bustling the ship gets when they're actually on mission. You, it's easy to forget sometimes in the lazy moments between missions that the storm of activity that can erupt from the storm's repose when it is assigned to a task. And as you're leaving the massive ship that is even now in orbit over a pristine-looking world, having passed through the three minutes in the void to reach this place, you are circling a beautiful blue-green globe that orbits a binary star system. The double suns of this planet apparently are extremely efficient at growing plants at a rapid rate, which made this world perfectly suited for pharmaceutical agriculture. The picturesque nature of this world cannot be overstated. It has been sculpted and crafted to be an optimized world. There's a reason this place didn't just immediately fall to shambles when the corporate heads of this company were erased from existence. Because this place is set up to function and be functionally a perfect planet to live on. As such, many of the needs and cares of those who live here are taken care of. Whether it is the docile, extremely large beetle-like creatures that roam some vast plains on a couple of the continents that are harvested for food, whether it be the enormous patches of blue-purple algae that rests on the surface of some of its oceans that are harvested for different pharmaceutical purposes, whether it be the weather itself, which is clearly sunny, 76, with a slight chance of morning rain. Every day. Everywhere. You can see little bits of the planet's weather being actively disrupted and changed by little outputs of blue and then purple and then white energy from different regions along mountainsides. These enormous weather control stations that continually disrupt and change the planetary climate to suit this corporate need. There's something strangely artificial about the planet that you can't help but notice. The way in which the clouds are kept at a very specific rate of fluffiness, the way the ocean tides and coastlines are maybe a little too, like, linear as you're flying over them. Even certain mountain ranges, which are easily the hardest thing to fuck with when terraforming a planet, are a little too organized to the point where when you're flying over the crest of the planet, reaching a point where you can vector down towards District 997, you see that there are a couple of large canyons and mountain ranges that are assembled into a corporate logo of Praxa Group Pharmaceuticals. I was just gonna ask if they fucking had the logo. <laughs> this world has a brand a brand carved into the strata of the planet itself to market as property for Praxa Group, a company that, again, functionally no longer exists. And this happens a lot, I assume. Like, a lot of the larger sort of corporations have 
whole planets. It's um, not uncommon. Yeah, that's what I thought. As you descend towards a mountainous range on a, quite honestly, one of the smaller continents, there are four continents on this world, two of which are sort of clustered together in the eastern hemisphere, and the other two are kind of spread out farther apart, one near the equator, one near the southern pole, and you're heading towards one that is near the southern pole of the planet. That That is a good question, and one that I actually did mean to ask when we were uh still doing stuff on the storm's repose is the implication that this government system is going to be planet-wide or is it that is something that the coal foundation is going to figure out they don't know yet okay again there are lawyers and teams of legal experts and scholars that are trying to sort this out and figuring out what is the best system for this planet they're not trying to impose any specific system necessarily though they're definitely like shoving them towards democracy but they're not necessarily shoving them towards some kind of republic or true democracy or anything specifically. They're just like, look, you're free now, so why not everyone have a say in things? But again, it's going to be up to this planet to figure out what works best for them. And if that's chopping up governments for different sectors of the planet, then that might be what happens. Generally, if those are the case, a planet or an outer kingdom will have a planetary council as a body of representatives representing those different governments that then can speak for planetary needs and like... Like UN style. Yeah, exactly. Moderate interplanetary trade and things like that. But you find yourself heading towards this smaller continent near the southern pole that appears to be very wide open for the most part, barring a large northern mountain range that kind of builds up into a spine that is blocking off a lot of the horizon to the north of this continent. And even from orbit, you can see three massive structures built into the mountainsides that are pulsing aether up into the atmosphere. These are the weather control stations. Built around the roots of these mountains is a massive city. Two, three times as big as Talgan City on Talgan 3. This is a huge continent-spanning megacity that is a specifically built for whatever purpose it was. Uh, communications and uh, accountancy is what you were told. So you don't know why the accountants were relegated to a small out-of-the-way continent on the near the southern pole. Oh, oh we know. I? Oh, we know. <laughs> yeah, we know. But as you descend towards that particular zone, you see that there are uh, a buzz of finder team shuttles swarming out of the storm's repose to blanket the planet. As finder teams descend upon Asclipsis, searching out different problems, and you see shuttles moving towards every corner of the planet. There are finder teams going everywhere on this planet to figure out what needs to be done. Duma lets you know that he will be parking you basically near the center of this city that is simply known as District 997. It has no other designation beyond that. This whole continent is referred to as Corporate Block C. That is the name of the continent. And it Love seems it. as though the rest of the continent that you're on is mostly tundra as it slopes towards the southern pole you're muted olivia oh i i that's okay because i was just saying i love this place i mean i don't love the corporate part but i like that it's mostly tundra 
until it slowly fades into ice caps at the southern pole of the planet. But you are near the upper reaches of that, so you got to imagine about the same latitudes as like a Cape Horn or something. There are probably penguins, is what I'm saying. <gasps> My people. Do you want to go penguin sledding with me? I mean, I'm about the same size as most penguins. That's true. Hmm. So what's everyone's winter look? Or <laughs> I'm a cat man. I don't need a winter look. It's unnecessary. It's going to be 76 and mostly sunny, with rain in the morning. A tundra? I'm a controlled tundra. I said that most of the continent is tundra. This city is oh. at the northern peak of the the continent. Okay. So yeah, like I said, the, the the latitudes is high enough up that you're not on the pole itself, but this okay. continent kind of wraps around the southern pole of the planet and slopes down. But the only civilization here is this city of accountants and couriers and communications people. You don't know what else is comprised here. That's what you were told about District 997. You you assume there's probably some support for the weather control stations as well in this mega city, yeah. but you don't exactly know the makeup of this place. And it is yours to explore and figure out what exactly is going on here as you come in for a landing at a large landing field, basically in the center of the city that abuts a mountainside. And you can see that there are berths built into the mountainside in a way that like the mountain shouldn't function like that, but they've clearly been molded and shaped into living hangars for ships to land in built into the mountain itself as it's rising up little slots in the mountainside where ships can kind of fly in and land. And that is precisely what Duma does as he's coming in. He's kind of giving a loud, Holy moly. I've never seen this much uh, unnatural terraformational objects. This is weird. Yes. Yeah, I hate this whole planet. <laughs> just why go through all like, this trouble? Like, yeah. It's just have it be a mountain. Mountains are perfectly good at just like as they are. Some mountains, sure. All mountains are beautiful, Mike. Duma seems to have different opinions. Some mountains have he have apparently tried to kill him in the past, and he's not a fan. Oh, those are like the best ones. Come on, man. But Duma will fly you in. You are cleared for a landing by the District 997's Flight Operations Director. You would find that you are given Berth 731. And there are apparently enough berths that it warrants going that high. Would you quickly discover is that the mountain itself is a hive of shuttle landing pods and bays. I'm assuming this is not a uh, volcanic uh, mountain. You have no idea. Oh. But... It is. It's been like, it's perfectly terraformed so that like, the magma provides like a power source of some kind rather yeah, than like being a danger. Yeah. Geothermal power source. Yeah. Something you notice on your flight in over the city and something that is, I don't know what your opinion of it would be, I leave that to yourselves as characters, is that there are lights in the city zooming around continuously. 
it seems as though the city itself is alive with zipping lines of light like beads of electricity moving through a circuit. And the city pulses with those lights that continually move and flicker about. And as you get lower and lower into the city, you can see that it is these beams of light that break down into even smaller beams of light. And then once you get closer and closer, you can realize that it is a million, a billion tiny flying forms zipping to and from all over this city as you see swarms of pixies moving around this city. Purples and whites and reds and, well, there are really only the six colors uh, that you see, but you see representation of nearly all of the courts of the Fae in the lights of the pixies zooming around this city. As you come in for a landing, you part a cloud of those pixies and Doma is like not even really looking at where the shuttle is going as he's distracted by all the pretty lights of these zooming dragonfly winged forms zipping around you as you come in for a landing. This veil of flying forms parting around shuttle number seven as you come in for a landing. It is nearing evening as you're coming in. It seems as though the evening may stretch for a while, though. At these latitudes, time where, like, length of day is concerned starts getting a little iffy. You can only do so much with terraforming. Like, you can't control the orbit of the planet. Well, you can try, but that usually ends poorly. Mm. But as you land, you see that there are several more pixie swarms moving to and from just inside this docking facility. As you land specifically in this berth, you see that there is a large taro individual with like short nubbly horns that come to actually not even points. They come to flat ends as though the tips of the horns have been like filed down and replaced with little caps uh, of glowing white athite of some kind. They probably serve some function as they glimmer and shine. And even as you watch, you can see a holographic display being displayed down from those horns in front of this individual's face. Create some kind of AR display right in front of their eyes. That's cool. That's very cool. And they are discussing something with a tiny flying form just next to their head. And that tiny flying form will zip off as the shuttle bay doors are open. Pixie memo service. You are greeted and welcomed to District 997. You have the full cooperation of both the District Office of uh, Weather Control, Weather uh, <laughs> Controllers, as they are known, as well as the uh, Regional Vice Chair of Communications. The accountants have gone rogue. Do you ask about that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not like that. I think Shay probably would say something like, um, "Have the uh, has the accounting department not um, come to an agreement about that?" Or and the the Taro who is greeting you, who is uh, presents his mail and uh, will shake his head, and he's dressed in like a, a corporate business suit with some logos of Praxa on the the breast. 
um, will say, Oh, the accountants. No, they're... Well, you might just want to walk the city and see for yourself. It's... They're sort of at a loss, and have been for some time. Yeah, I mean, sure. It where, sounds like that's where most help is needed at the moment, then. Where were they centralized? And within... the Tara will, like, look out over the city. Just everywhere, okay. Welcome to District 997. Thank you. If you're asking after the head accountant... Yes. Uh, well, there hasn't really been a head accountant in over four cycles. Many of the accounting heads. Well, when there was nothing left to account, there was a bit of a a wave of exodus, as it were. Oh. So lots of them have already left. In in a manner of speaking. Oh. Oh. Were oh, they I'm so sorry. let go? Were did they leave on their own accord? A where they found better it just turns around oh, okay. and gets back on Channel 7. <laughs> Fuck this place. I like this place. This place... This place is a different kind of dark. I like it. Oh. But uh, this individual who introduces themselves as uh, docking manager 36521137. Can you say that again? Yeah, one more time. I just just making those numbers off the top of my head. So okay, I, don't I, have... I had it. No, it's fine. I three, had a two, feeling. Th- six wheels. one three seven. Six one three seven. Okay. Eight We're and seven five your... three zero oh, nine. We're gonna solve your uh, parking structure <laughs> puzzle. Yeah. I grappling down out of the parking. No. We're gonna we're gonna be making our mad dash out of here, being chased by something, and Mike's gonna be like, "Now, where did you park?" <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, that is this person introduces themselves as docking manager three two five six one three or designator. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. That that's why I had Mike repeat it. It's because mm-hmm. Florian is gonna try to remember all of these fucking stupid numbers. Good luck. Uh, but when he does, he will just shake his head and say, No, no. My name is Marn. Marn is my name. Sorry. Trying to shake the... Hey, no worries. <laughs> but leastways, I will be your pilot's liaison when having birth here at District 997. If you need anything when it relates to parking your ship here, just ask for docking manager 3256137. Or Marn. No, nobody knows me by that name. Well, we do now. Yeah. But... Just do the first one. It'll make things simpler. Yeah, it's not going to help right. us. Yeah, thank you. I'm just saying he has a name. We can use it. Right, yeah. It's something. We, we can use it, but no one else is going to. Yeah, understand. they're not cool enough to be in that club. The Marn. None of the registries Marn. have that listed. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Except and... for humanoid resources, but that's not that's a whole other district. Mm. Yes, stay clear of that one. Oh no, it's much nicer there. Oh, wow, that's shocking. That, yeah, that's that ain't usually how it works. Um, <clears throat> where would you recommend? It's now that it's late. Actually, is it late for us? I'm. I don't. Space travel. Space time is weird. 
Yeah. It's maybe, it feels like you've been up for, let's say, midday. Oh, okay. So never mind. I was going to recommend a place to, to stay, I guess. Um, the Golden Manticore? Worked out well last time. <laughs> They're a chain. They are a chain. They are a chain, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like If you want accommodations, uh, I, I am sure that uh, facilities manager 42651 would be able to help you. Uh, excellent. Where would we find this uh, uh, facilities manager? At the facilities management office. Yes, and where, where is that? Oh, uh, I'll get you a guide. Oh, and good. he will make some gestures in the air at things you can't see, presumably interacting with this VR headset. Mm -hmm. And really quickly, a white streak will zip down out of the air, and a pixie will start hovering nearby. And you see this tiny, like, three-inch-tall, Midrian-looking individual with long, pointed features, kind of a sharp chin, pointy little ears, uh, strange, slitted, like, cat-like eyes, and dragonfly wings keeping them aloft. So we have just, uh, just hired or gained the employee of this navigation pixie. Is that why I'm... This is a guide that will take you to the facilities management office. Hey, listen. What is the, what is the name of this? Or the I suppose the designation of this navigator. Or name. Or name. Yes. We Oh we don't... will say hello to the Pixie. Yeah. Pixie's talk. Yeah. You know Pixie's talk. Yeah. Yeah. And the Pixie will like look at you, look over to Marn. And Marn will shake his head and say, uh, don't try to interact. It just confuses them. Oh, okay. They're contractually bound to facilitate certain needs. Anything outside of that contract, it can... Uh, just don't. Yes. Oh, uh, right. Okay. Right. We're, we're having issues with some of the negotiations, and we don't need those breaking down any faster than they already are. All right. Well, uh, I think we have what? everything oh. we need. You're going to want to talk to the... Vice Chair of Communications, if you okay, want information right. about that. Yeah. Oops. I'm just, I do the docs. And the pixie would lead you like a little navigation node hovering just in front of you, bleeping little lights to guide your way down and away from the docking stations into the city proper, leading you towards the local branch of the Golden Manticore. Thanks, Marn. Thank you. And it'll take a beat, but then he'll like, oh, right, that's me. Uh, you're welcome. And you descend down into District 997, making your way through the city streets of this place. It is a bustle with pixies moving in every direction. Rhapsody in Blue is definitely playing somewhere in the background. Oh, no, I was I was doing the uh, um, thousand miles. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Some VC up in here. Something you notice pretty quickly is the number of people on street corners holding signs. Generally, they are written in a precise serifed font of handwriting, of all things. Signs that say, accountants, huh? will collate uh, available for accountancy, th things of that nature. There are a lot of people 
you presume accountants just standing or sitting at different locations, just kind of staring into the middle distance, clearly with, with nothing to do, not necessarily suffering or like they don't appear homeless, but they just are aimlessly wandering around the city. I would say this is like a ridiculous scenario, but I actually know quite a few accountants and I'm like, this tracks like, God damn it. Occasionally you'll see one or two of them that is engaging in some kind of what you presume to be a hobby, but it, it mostly comes down to them doing like large sum equations in chalk on the sidewalk. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, excellent. Yes. Mm. And mostly everyone else who is moving around inside the city is just walking around them. Occasionally they'll spare them a, a look of pity or a shake of the head. But for the most part, they are uh, ignored. There are cafes at every third block. This city is incredibly well organized. And there is a Praxa cup at every third block that appears to be a cafe that serves uh, stimulants as well as a variety of freshly baked sandwiches. They have 12 loco. No, they have Praxistim, which is apparently some kind of pharmaceutical-based drink that puts the pep in your step. We went from we went from 1984 to a brave new world from uh, oh. one planet to another. Oh, see, I was gonna say this sounds like some fucking Maloco Plus, yeah. some Clockwork Orange bullshit. <laughs> As you continue to walk, you see that every fifth block there is a Praxa store a store with the Praxa Group logo on it that uh, is has a conversion rate on the front of the store in, like, scrolling letters that lists a Praxa Jewel to actual Jewel rate. And it is uh, just listing a 00000000000 as the exchange rate. That's just depressing. We should take those down. Don't be helping uh, morale. Every nine blocks, you would pass a large effigy or statue of some kind that is set up directly in the middle of a public intersection. It is a large serpentine creature that is stretched its claw to the sky. And it has long, broad, taro-like horns its lizard-like face is Taro-ish. Uh, it is clearly a dragon, and that dragon is specifically Minos. And you can clearly see worked into these statues is some kind of projection loudspeaker audio system for citywide announcements. Is it just what playing kind music of a... now? Is this like, are we yeah, what like kind of Disneyland? announcements are we getting? There are no announcements currently being played, but you can, as you get close, and you didn't really even notice it as you were walking through the city, but now that you've, like, picked up on where it's coming from, it's more obvious, is that there are some, like, very fine, kind of, not bell ringing, but electronic hums of, like, fine, nice tones that are just mm. playing softly in the background. Some it's meditation like a, bowls, uh, some wind chimes, yeah. Kind of just, yeah, it's like very soothing. It's not this even like, music, it's just This is like if, if a Google Google campus took over a continent. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
So Eventually, sad. yeah. I don't All like the streets are here. lit by uh, zipping pixies. So the pixie light is what's giving this city the, the light and life that it has. The population is mostly taro, though there is a, a fine representation of lians, lichens, and midrians as well. Oswald, you've never felt more in danger of being squashed. Oh, just like, just, I wonder if I should just like step, because how tall is Florian? Like seven-ish feet, right? It's like. Your character. Well, I, but I mean like Tor. Toro's kind of yeah. rest around that height. Yeah, and he's he's sorry, what did you, what were you saying, Mike? Oh, uh they range from anywhere between like seven and nine feet tall. Nine is like oh, okay. the absolute maximum. So he's probably taller than seven feet then. He's fairly, I would say, like average sized for yeah, a Toro. I, I so he make big. an effort to use my larger companions, mostly Florian. Uh, and I will just kind of walk behind Florian because Florian is my wedge. Yeah, eventually you find your way to the Golden Manticore. As you enter this space, it looks deserted. And as you enter, the pixie will flash three times and then zip away. I, oh, okay. Yeah, here we Thank are. you. So none of the lights are on or anything? All the lights are on. There's just nobody's here. It's like not... Like, no hotel. There's no hotel employee. Why would there be hotel employees? <laughs> this doesn't... There's no tourism here. <sighs> well, we just, uh, you know, just pick a room, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. A floor. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I yeah. guess, yeah. Like, like... Penthouse. Penthouse. <laughs> yeah, what you quickly discover is that this place has power. Everything works. It's just there is... There are no employees here. Next. This is my house now. I love that. This is giving me some bad times at the El Royale vibes, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's only midday, and we don't have to, like, make reservations, so. Well, it's midday for us. It's evening, I believe, here. It, it appears to be twilight outside, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But based on, uh, like I said, your latitude, you don't know how long twilight lasts around here. That's, that is true. Um, well, now that we've established a base of operations of sorts, uh, what do you think might be the best avenue for us to pursue first? Are we in a room? I imagine we picked a room. You are all going into the same room? Why is it always my room? Why are we always meeting in my, like, could be anyone else this room? <laughs> I picked this one intentionally. We all just kind of showed up here. Why? <laughs> We all did the thing where you're just kind of like Amari was actually going somewhere and none of the rest of us knew where to go so we just kind of followed Amari. Like the three yeah. of you were talking and just like there was somebody doing something. Like, oh, so... we're in a room now. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Yes, here we are. Hmm. Uh, I'm uh, going to sweep the room for bugs. Yes. Reaching out with your etheric senses you sensed all the electronics that are normally not electronics but lights and powered uh, there's a little clock slash uh, calm system by the bed. This is actually almost a picture image of the rooms you stayed in last time. Mm -hmm. There's a standard uniformity to the golden chimera. Or manticore, sorry. Huh, huh, no chimeras huh. here. <laughs> Not yet. 
Yeah, no observation devices, as far as you can tell. Great. Okay. You notice that the hotel does have security uh, monitors of some kind. Like, there are uh, cameras in the hallways and whatnot, but that's standard. Oh, yeah. All right. I wasn't assuming there were going to be bugs, but uh, always good to check. Hmm. I mean, I, I guess we should talk to department heads, but also hmm. um, we should see if there's any way to, like, get some sort of town hall or forum started see what folks need i mean i mean clearly there's some sort of like career guidance facilities needed here oh for sure and or uh, i was i was thinking about this was as we were walking over and or some sort of like if people really want to stay in accounting like some sort of outreach to nearby planets who might need those services Mm -hmm. Yes, there is quite a bit of uh, space uh, aboard the or room, I should say, aboard the uh, ship. So it makes sense. Or we could perhaps uh, uh, present some other options that they might go with. Uh, now, it's the archive. It does pay for individual uh, uh, articles submitted, as long as really? it's not a, a paycheck. Does the per archive se, have an accounting department? Oh, they must. I'm sure. I get paid from them. Payroll par- departments are different. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, you actually it, don't it, know it's Oswald. Really, yeah, it's it's actually not. The inner workings of the archive is uh, trade secrets. They don't have articles about it. I no. was just about to say, what? They don't have no, they an do. archive articles about the archive? That seems silly. The archive. We all know what it is. It's fine. How many of us had heard of the archive before we met Oswald? Those of you who lived in like technologically advanced portions of civilization, yes. So it it is like like I just assumed because there was like paywalls for it, it wasn't as uh not as ubiquitous as certain like regional encyclopedias, but it is certainly a more galaxy wide spanning information database that people can oh, okay, access. Okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, and I would imagine to 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 use it and cite it on on papers, but you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would imagine uh, quite a bit of it is uh, free access, and mm -hmm. then like as information becomes a bit more specialized, then it becomes. You if know, you want to get into the the walls. the WikiLeaks sections of it that are just information that may or may not have been gotten by illicit means mm. then there are certain paywalls but in terms of just the broad so it is wikipedia more wikipedia than jstor okay yeah because again yeah, it is i mean if technically folks, open source if folks want to want to do that sure but if you're suggesting we turn this this district into a info mine <laughs> no not, not necessarily just presenting options for people you know how generous of you Oswald. yes Hmm, let's see here. Well, my first instinct was to go towards the communications. I feel like that that would be the best place to find what information we're looking for. Although, Florian, I like the idea. A town hall that we put on and and have people get just bring their concerns to us. That seems like an excellent idea. We could all learn from Florian's example. Amari, like, I expect more from you. Shit. <laughs> I don't have a response. 
to that. Doesn't warrant one. So uh, I also want to figure out what the fuck is going on with the pixies. Right. Everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. hmm. that... Uh, that would be communication, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. 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 Told to contact the regional vice chair of communications. Um, while we were walking over here, the um, I don't know if you guys just heard that very loud engine rev outside my house. Nope. Um, are so so there are a lot of Toro here. Mm-hmm. Were there a lot of folk who had that same kind of thing that um, docking manager three six five six one three seven, aka Marn, had with the um like horn modification wasn't a lot but you definitely noticed it more okay. often than you might see otherwhere okay. horn modification is a cultural thing among taro it's not uncommon mostly it's like scrimshaw i guess it would be the term it's carvings that represent family or whatever you might want it's a more permanent version of a tattoo essentially yeah i, d- I don't know and i don't know how yeah like how clued in florian is to what stuff means necessarily but okay right hey you don't really know what any of it means for them culturally because this place seems to be a weird blend of corporate and dominion specific cultures the likes of which most of you probably have not interacted with but amari would be aware of the statue of minos in the middle of certain street blocks specifically is something the Minosian controlled worlds would insist upon. And if you know your stuff, Amari, you would guess that there are probably several calls to prayer at different intervals of the day from those statues. I mean, makes sense. The dragon worship that was practiced by Minosian culture and was heavily encouraged in their member worlds within the Dominion is one of uh, respectful worship towards the dragons at large, but Minos specifically. All right. So, so... Re- well, really, really quick, mm-hmm. read that. And I did, I, I, I was, I guess I should have been more explicit about it, but one of my reasons for asking Oswald when he was doing research was like, how, how widespread is the like human sacrificing stuff? Mm-hmm not depends on the world how about on this world that was sort of yeah i would guess probably not because that's that is what florian means by how culty any given minos controlled territory is on this that is what he knows about yeah no and that's one of the big stereotypical things people know about the dragon worship of the dominion is that it involved ritualistic blood sport as a religious expression. I mean, it's good entertainment. It's... Okay. Yeah, <laughs> hey, hey. Don't knock it till you try it. Yeah, I'm gonna... I'm, I'm gonna just you're, knock it. Uh, and not try it. And, and just to be clear, what you're saying is don't knock until you try mortal combat of some sort, some sort of blood mm. sport... Mm-hmm. That's what those mur- are two different killing films. for sport. Finish, finish oh, just, him, yeah. Just, just, yeah. just wanted to make sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We are you don't so think it would be prevalent on a world like this? It would hurt their bottom line. Namari, something you would know specifically is that 
world, the farther out you get from Minos proper and the power centers of the Dominion, the more lip service is given to the practice of Minosian dragon worship and less ritualistic participation. How far north are we? In terms of galax and galaxy wide? Yeah. This particular world is actually more towards the core of the galaxy. You're at the kind of crux between the western and southern reaches. Okay. So, all things considered, on a galactic level, you're not far from the rough dividing line into the northern reach because it all gets closer together the closer you get to the galactic core. Mm -hmm. But we are still, yeah, further west west than east. Yeah, okay. So yeah, as you come together and begin assembling some of this information, start to be putting together a game plan for what comes next here in District 997, you do indeed hear one of those telltale calls to prayer. There is a large trumpeting sound that occurs outside, and glancing out a window, you can see that there are more than a few citizens of the city that stop and turn towards the nearest statue or altar to Minos. Something else you would notice is that at every street corner, there are small little shrines to the dragons at street corners that you might have mistaken them for street signs as you were walking. They're not as obvious as the massive statues within certain city blocks. There are quite a few individuals that turn and start small prayers. They will do a a gesture at the crown of their head and then kind of lift away as though they're removing an invisible hat. There are a few people who stop and turn towards statues or uh, little shrines and then will pointedly turn away. There are some people that just keep moving, ignoring the practice altogether, but there's clearly a division here of people who are still practicing. You don't know how seriously. People who are trying to fight some kind of corporate mandate of religious practice that was maybe instilled in them and those who ignore it completely. But as you watch this occur and watch this strange overbearing presence of religious authority that once held this planet but is now slowly crumbling, you are left to wonder just how deep the layers of corporate strangleholds exist in this place. What the pixies have to do with all of that and exactly what problems you're going to be finding here in District 997. But I think we will leave that to next time as you start to untangle the ever-winding knot here on Asclipsis. But of course, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MattComRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is MaterialComponentsRPG at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis, where I post art and post about Matcom. You can also find links to my Patreon and Society6 stores there so you can help support me. You can find me on Twitter at CryOutOlivia, um, where I talk about all sorts of stuff, including mostly tabletop RPGs. Uh, come hang out. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at The Readamus, where I post lots of pictures of my adventures and tweets about my shenanigans. I also run the Matcom RPG Instagram account, so you can also find us there at Matcom RPG. 
And you can support us by rating and reviewing our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. And when you do, include the name of an NPC in the subject line of the, of the review, and we will put that NPC into this campaign. That is absolutely true. And when you do, you can also find me on Twitter at MKGurgoni, where I'm always happy to talk about all things Matcom and tabletop RPGs, such as our good, good friend Omatep, who you can also find on Twitter at NPC underscore AN, because even though he is not in this campaign yet, he is, of course, an important NPC. Thank you all so much for listening. And as always, the world the galaxy is chaos. So please be kind to one another. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>